Christian Ritchie here with the uh, the podcast. Uh, I want to apologise first of all to uh, people who were tuning in for the um, uh, cliffhanger um, uh, for the uh, the uh, the stuff that I found in the bedroom the other day for the uh, the bedroom games. Uh, we haven't uh, haven't told you what's uh, going on with that just yet, so you'll hear during the show. Um, but I'm, I'm mindful, Bush, that we've kind of overpromised a little bit with that. And that this next thing is going to sound a little bit more exciting than it might turn out to be. You know how I'm clearing out my ginnel at the moment uh, ahead of some work, that's, some, work, some work that's going to go on on the house. I found an old camcorder and it's like about wow. 10 years old. I've no idea what's on it because it, the battery is completely dead and I can't get it to power up. But there's a tape in there. That's amazing. That is amazing. That's like something out of a movie. So you might you might have obviously this is this is not yours. This is from the previous owner. Is that right? No, 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 no. It's mine. But I don't know what I fi- I don't know what I filmed on it. <laughs> There's high jeopardy. Do you know what I mean? That is high jeopardy. I just wouldn't want you to you know one of those photos where people are in handcuffs and they're just getting their head pushed into the back of a police car. I wouldn't want that of you. <laughs> so the question is, do I try and persevere with this and go on eBay or whatever and find some kind of battery or charger that will work for it? Or do I let what's on there stay on there? Home time at absoluteradio.co.uk. It's like choose your own adventure, but with huge consequences for Richie. You decide. It's home time with Bush and Ritchie, musical sunshine in the gloom of a dull Thursday afternoon. We try to provide sunshine all the time. There's a lot of gloom around at the moment and, and really want to turn up this afternoon and, and tell you some exciting stories. But I want to challenge you right now, and Bush, you're included in this as well. I want to challenge you to outbore my day because I have to tell, I feel like I've had the most boring day. Here's, here's what I've got up to. First thing, I changed my utility provider, okay? (laughs) I went on one of those comparison sites and I've changed my gas and electric provider. That was task number one. Task number two, 45 minutes on the phone to a call centre talking about broadband. wasn't the full 45 minutes actually talking to someone i'll tell you that much probably about 35 minutes of paolo nutini that's another matter and then the supermarket shop for the week and that has been my day that is all i can tell you about it's just been so boring that is that does sound pretty boring to be honest with you like normally you might have like a little sprinkle of oh i had a donut or in the middle of it or um a really nice parcel arrived from a friend from america i've not spoken to for ages but there's none of that it's just it's just straight to the cut to the chase of just completely boring quite grim omelette for lunch should have chucked that in as well that's quite boring as as meals go do you know what i nearly cooked an omelette today and i actually said to katie that's a bit dull, isn't it? Let's have a pasty. We had a pasty each. <laughs> so we nearly, nearly went there. <laughs> Rubbing it in. Uh, Annie says, I've tried to unsuccessfully fix my glasses and I've done laundry. Uh, I've told you about my day today. Changed utility providers. 45 minutes with a call centre and done the shop. I don't know who wins out of me and Annie. Do you know what, though? Uh, although it doesn't seem it on, on first appearance, Annie's day has had a bit of jeopardy in it because we all know if we try and fix our glasses ourselves, we don't use like a little tiny mini screw driver phillips head screwdriver that uh you know a watchmaker or or optician might use no no no. you get the biggest (laughs) knife you can from the kitchen and try and twist those little screws yourself so there's an element of danger in that i'll be honest with you uh simon butler's tweet to say what about this for a boring day he says i had a pie for lunch now i'm watching a guy on youtube review poundland sandwiches 
This could be a podium finish. <laughs> yeah, but he's had a pie for lunch, mate. That's a good point. That's a good point. Jim's hanging on. Uh, tell us uh, tell us where you are, Jim. What's going on? Stuck in a staging facility outside London. Um, I have to go into isolation for two weeks before I can fly out to South America. Wow. So you're in a staging facility, you just said. So what, yeah. what does that look like? I'm imagining something out of like 28 days later. You're in a white padded cell. What does it look like? It's, it's um, the old Marriott Hotel um, in Slough. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jim. Right. Wow. And you know that 70s experiment, the one where they locked half the people up and half were prison wardens and half were prisoners, and they had yeah. to stop it because they were actually going to, you know, the, the, the wardens were going to kill somebody, weren't they? Because they didn't follow their setup rules. This is what it's like here. <laughs> so when uh, are you allowed to go to the pool can, can you can you walk down to go for a swim like you always used to be able no, to no, when you no, stayed no, at a marriott got, we, we've got um an outside ec- exercise yard and that's it i go down and see the smokers so at least you can go and speak to somebody and the food is absolutely atrocious oh my god it's dreadful <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure whether uh, an isolation staging point has a uh, trip advisor place to review but um <laughs> Uh, yeah, but oh, no, be an interesting one for you, Jim. Oh, yeah, I tell you what, I've done some good trip advisors because I mean, I'm a dirty old rig pig. You know, obviously I work offshore. One final question: I've got, I've got to ask. Obviously, this is all kind of uh, you know interesting that you've got to you keep abroad yeah. and do. What do you actually do? What's your job? Ultra deep water drilling. Ooh, Johnny, tell us about your day. It's been a very long and boring day, but um, yeah, I left at four o'clock to go to London. And then from London to, to Preston, and now back home to Merthyr. So, wow! And what have you? Uh, what have you been doing on your travels? Then you've been dropping stuff off, picking things up. What have you uh, been up to? Hold on, do you have measuring rollers at the doors? How exciting is that? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you got. What was that? Say again, just in case we missed it. You've been measuring roller shutter doors. Yes. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that is that is dire. Um, I mean, are we talking like garage doors? Basically, are you are, are you like really talking this up? No, industrial doors. Even more exciting. On okay, what kind of um? Just, just to talk a bit of shop. Then this is a new area that people might not have heard of before as a thing. What kind of sizes they coming in at? What have you measured today? Then what kind of lengths? Big ones today, eleven meters wide. <laughs> like only only three only three meters high though. Not very high. <laughs> One more question, just about roller shutter doors. How quickly does does it like roller shutter up? Roller shutter up. Oh well, it comes in all speeds. <laughs> have you got a um have you got a trade magazine about roller shutters that you could subscribe to, do you think? Is there anything like that? Don't think it's that exciting, like. <laughs> Fair I think enough. It, it would be called Roll Up, Roll Up. <laughs> be, that's it. That's perfect. It's the perfect trade publication. <laughs> Johnny, your day's not as boring as you think it is, trust me. Uh, nice. Thanks for the call, boys. Uh, final entry from Denise in Liverpool, who says, I was thinking about fixing my bent slat in my Venetian blinds, but then I thought, I can't be bothered, so I had a cuppa. Do you know what? I'm pretty sure I saw bent slat at Reading 93. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh, working from home humour. 
So I was just saluting my mum and dad, Jerry and Nigel, uh, uh, earlier on in the show because they had a full-on roast dinner, but for their tea, eating that on their laps, watching the six o'clock news, but having roast chicken with uh, potatoes and veg, the kind of thing you'd have for a roast dinner on, on a Sunday. Uh, last night, whilst Match of the Day was on, I was watching it uh, eating cereal. I was having Weetabix at 10.45 in the evening, and this has given us an idea <laughs> for a brand-new feature on this show that we're going to call Late Night Lunch. So this is a celebration of, folks, a celebration of meals eaten outside of their usual time frame. So if you've eaten something at a time of day when it isn't usually eaten, Richie and I want to hear about it. Can I ask you a, a question about your cereal during Match of the Day last night? Had you already had some kind of tea, supper, dinner, or, or was that your tea, supper, dinner? No, I'd already had my tea at about uh, 8 o'clock in the evening. So I'd had tea straight after the show, gone and done whatever, and then come down for match of the day. Uh, the worst thing was, oh, this is pretty bad, actually. This is the end of days. This is Big Lebowski. I had my uh, cereal, Weetabix, but I also had a glass of scotch at the same time as well, which I'm not proud of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow, we better, oh yeah. that's quite But incredible. you know what, we... We, we beat Leeds and Liverpool lost, so I thought it was time to celebrate, even though I was eating cereal. I'm looking forward to hearing these. Uh, I, I'm, I'm always open to new visionary types of food fusion. So uh, if there is, like Bush says, anything goes, whether it's uh, a breakfast at dinner time or whether it's a, a, a roast first thing in the morning, uh, so be yeah. it. Uh, I, I did nibble. Actually, I, I must admit, Monday morning, I did nibble on some leftover roast potatoes from the Sunday roast. But that wasn't a full meal. That was more sort of like a nibble. So uh, even though we're asking about this, I'm struggling to believe what Kim is claiming. She said yesterday I had cauliflower cheese for breakfast. <laughs> I like it. It's maverick. It's mad. And it's a side. It's essentially a side. <laughs> yeah, I know. But it's madness. Uh, Max says, sometimes I have uh, lunch for dinner and dinner for lunch, usually if I'm hungover. So I might have a fry-up or something and chips for lunch. Then, to mix it up, I'll have just a sarni for, for my tea. It's elemental science, really, he adds. <laughs> it's blowing our minds. What do you do? Stu in Blackpool says, Bush and Ritchie, it blew me away going to the breakfast room in Abu Dhabi Crown Plaza Hotel and having a curry there for breakfast. An amazing curry changes my view on things. Uh, we're talking about meals eaten at unusual time frames or out of the time frame of the week that they normally would be eaten. It's late night lunch here on Absolute Radio. Uh, this text says my son Lawrence is six. Hello, Lawrence, uh, a wise young listener. Uh, says before he cleans his teeth at bedtime, he asks for cereal he calls this nighttime breakfast it's now a thing in our house lawrence will go far uh, we feel <laughs> brilliant what a great name for it i'm going to call it there from now on kieran uh, what is your late night lunch well saturday evenings i do like to sit down to uh, a bit of matter of the day myself um and it could not go any better than when i have it with my bit of scrambled eggs on toast <laughs> at uh, close to 11 o'clock at night so have you, uh, have you already had your main evening meal at this point and this is just like a supper or do you wait to have your tea during match of the day? No, I, I normally have... Um, <laughs> it can go really well after a Saturday night curry, to be fair, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. 
So, uh, uh, Kieran, just a quick question as well about your scrambled eggs, because we've discussed this on the show before. How do you scramble your eggs? Do you do them in a frying pan or do you microwave them? I do them in the frying pan. Good man. Yeah, and I go a bit off off, uh, off track, actually. I crack them straight into the pan and then mush them up while they're in there. It's quicker and easier. <laughs> oh, my word. This guy, this guy's an animal. I've never heard anything like this before in my life. And we've got, we've got to find out what team you support as well, fellow, if you're sitting there having scrambled eggs on toast loading it up. Yes, yeah, so I'm, I'm a Tottenham fan, unfortunately, so that's... Um, oh. yeah. I hope you get indigestion. <laughs> Most of the time, I do. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. Take care. Love this one from Sally that says, uh, Bush and Richie, I'm quite partial to a mug of porridge done in the microwave at bedtime with a generous splash of Baileys in the top of it. She adds, it helps me sleep and keeps me warm. <laughs> I bet it does. Uh, PJ yeah. says, my mate Cheeser ate steak and kidney pie with chips and peas for breakfast a hungover Sunday morning in Sidmouth. You should have seen the chap's face when he ordered it. We still rib Cheeser about it now. A uh, little Jason adds as well, the real question here is how did Cheeser get his nickname? And do you know what? I don't think we want to know. Thanks. So let's just end that one right there. <laughs> uh, we do have James on the line, though. James got a great uh, memory of a late night lunch. Tell us about it, James. Well, when I was at, uh, a kid back in about oh, good 20 years ago, uh, I went on holiday to Florida, to Disney World, as you, as you do, and we used to go to this local restaurant before we go to the theme parks, and uh, what we had for breakfast was jelly and ice cream. <laughs> so you had jelly and ice cream every morning of your holiday when you were in Disney, Disney World, Florida? Uh, most mornings, yeah. We just uh, entered this restaurant. They, they had these, it's basically the desserts from the night before, but pretty much basically. So they had all these massive jelly cubes in these trays and then you have these, these the ice cream dispenser so you had one ice cream dispenser vanilla one with chocolate and one with a chocolate vanilla mix and you just could dispense how much you wanted right. I guess I guess obviously Florida is hot so why not ice cream for breakfast and, and when you think about it if you were to have cereal with milk milk is cold so you're only going that touch colder with, with frozen cream exactly yeah it's absolutely perfect just absolutely gorgeous so would you like to see um, jelly and ice cream as a staple uh, British you know, breakfast where people, you know, before people step out of the house and go to work, back when we were allowed to go out of the house again? That would be nice. Uh, I actually don't really have breakfast that much nowadays because so, uh, I have to get up so early to get to work nowadays. So I, I very much almost skip breakfast and just have a sort of, in a way, have a combined, sort of like a brunch for uh, lunchtime in a way. Do you know what? If I'd eaten ice cream for breakfast at some point in my life, you've kind of peaked with breakfast. Why would you bother with it now? It's never going to be as good. Exactly. You're heading the head on the head there, mate. <laughs> We've teamed up with Thoughtful.com. Funny, creative, unique cards. You can find something perfect for everyone. And this week, uh, we are taking on the Dave Berry Breakfast Show to see who can design the best card. You can vote for the winner uh, to be in chance uh, of winning £2,000, a bouquet of flowers and a signed card from the winning team. It's all thanks to Thoughtful.com. Head to absoluteradio.co.uk slash win. Uh, I'm very proud to announce that I have our actual card in my hand. I've got a a prototype. You can actually go online now to thoughtful.com and buy the Hometime Valentine's card featuring none other than uh, Roy Pak Choi himself. He's twerking on the front of the card. Roy Pak Choi, a character created by you guys, the Hometime audience. So it's a collaborative effort, 100%. And it's very good card stock. Uh, The the absolute radio colours of purple are very vibrant. Uh, Roy's green 
Front looks really good. His white twerking backside looks um, resplendent as well. It says, Oi Oi Pak Choi and Be My Valentine. And listen to the sound of the quality of this card. Pretty good. Oh, very good, very good. I mean, very yes, good. it is a collaborative effort, but you're being um, you're being a little bit coy here. I'm imagining you must feel rather proud. You are the artist of Roy Pak Choi. You you kind of gave birth to him from your nib, so uh, you must feel pretty proud seeing him on the card. Do you know what? Those four years at university have finally paid off. I've made it. <laughs> a twerking Pak Choi that's all yours. <laughs> So, as you may remember, uh, it's all got a little bit dirty between The Breakfast Show and us here on Home Time because uh, they're trying to talk down uh, Roy Pak Choi. Not even going to talk about what they've done for their card. They're trying to talk down Roy Pak Choi. I think it's because they know ours is a better card and they're threatened. They don't like what yeah. they've done with their own. That, that's the way I read into it. So they start yeah. saying nasty things about us. So, admittedly, we duped Dave into uh, recording a false advert for something which our producer, Adem, has chopped up and done a little bit of butchery on and he's he's made it into this, which sounds like he's getting people to vote for us here on Home Time. I am Dave Berry asking you to vote for the Home Time Show Valentine's Day card. Head to absoluteradio.co.uk. Thank you. I mean, it's fair to say, Bush, that's some of Adem's best work, isn't it? It's it's like our own version of Cassette Boy. Dave Berry has been Cassette Boy. <laughs> here's, here's where it's escalated somewhat, and I actually feel a little bit awkward about this. Um, we're owned uh, by uh, a, a, an international media company that uh, own loads of other sort of media brands that you'd know about, like Kiss and Magic and Heat and Empire Magazine and MCN Motorcycle News, all right? So the corporate Twitter account for our parent company, this, this, this worldwide company, the corporate account has tweeted the almost sort of hostage-style video of Dave Berry um, saying, vote for... Roy Pak Choi. They've tweeted it to all their followers worldwide um, saying what a great piece of business this is. I don't think they realise that this isn't actually Dave's words saying it. I feel really bad. Just to clarify, when Richie says our parent company, uh, he means the company that own Absolute Radio and a load of other radio stations. We're not like the Tevez and Mascherano uh, that are owned by a holding company. (laughs) Just to clarify. So this is huge. This has gone international. This is an international company have now forwarded on, retweeted our video that's been amended to make it look like Dave's saying vote for us. (laughs) I say I feel bad. I'm lying. (laughs) So last night on the show, uh, we were talking about next level nerdery and I admitted that uh, last night I was sitting there until the early hours with my friend Phil chatting online, we were playing uh, this American football game together. And what we were trying to do is use a board game called Second Chance Football, which is a stats-based American football board game, <laughs> to see whether we could predict the score in Sunday Super Bowl. So Phil uh, was the Kansas City Chiefs. I played as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, we played the game last night. Went the way right the way through till about... Um, Quarter to 11, so it ended late, but perfect time in a further start of match of the day, as we discussed earlier on. Uh, it ended up being 17-13, a win for the Kansas City Chiefs, and Tom Brady, the quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers,
Martinez got injured in the second quarter. So it was quite high drama. Uh, Griffin, the guy that replaced him, didn't really do too well as well. There was a dramatic late uh, interception at the tail end of the game. But overall, let's see whether then we have predicted the score uh, in Sunday Super Bowl. Watch this space. Kansas City Chiefs 17, Tampa Bay Buccaneers 13. Now, American football is is not necessarily my uh, my sport. I love my sport, but it's not one I totally get. But I do love sometimes having a little dabble. So, I've I've got an online bookies up bush, and I thought, <laughs> oh, well, let's let's have a look at his seventeen thirteen prediction and see what they reckon. If this was a football match, I'd know what I'm talking about. This is all hieroglyphics to me. I don't understand <laughs> any of the stuff that's in front of me whatsoever. Well, it's interesting because Kansas City have got uh, Patrick Mahomes, who's like the, the 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 quarterback for the next generation. He's they throw the ball really long. They're kind of exciting to watch and always have quite high scoring games. Tampa Bay have got Tom Brady, who's like the quarterback from the previous generation, who's a bit more kind of steady Eddie, knows how to win games and kind of grinds things out. So that it is a low score, seventeen. 13 for those two teams I think is a low score so you might get quite good odds on it I don't know okay well look here's the thing how about a scorecast who scores the first touchdown in your little prediction game Uh, it was Kansas City scored first and it was Kelsey okay cool I've selected him Travis Kelsey Um, and the winning margin is the Kansas City Chiefs uh, between one and six points correct yeah 17 to 13 that's right you've got odds of 30 to 1 which means stick a tenner on, you'd get £300 back. Oh, my word, that would be fantastic. Uh, McFlurry's all round if I win that on Sunday. Gamble responsibly. So that's the show in the bag. Uh, before we go, though, you do need to, one more time, Richie, please tell everyone the dilemma that they get to vote on via email uh, this <laughs> evening or whenever whilst they're listening to this podcast. So I found this old camcorder in this uh, in some possessions of mine that I was uh, clearing out ahead of uh, some work that's due to be done on the house. I don't know what's on the camcorder uh, and it doesn't power up anymore and I, I haven't got the, the power for it so I can't get the tape out. The question is, do I, do I chase this and try and find some tech to, to sort it out or do I just let it be? The one thing that I have realised is that the camcorder predates my current marriage. So I can't see there's anything on there that's going to get me in trouble. I'm just trying to work out what percentage blue. I think there's probably a 10% chance of blue. (laughs) (laughs) Let's leave it there. You've been listening to The Home Time Show on Absolute Radio. When you go home, you've been listening to The Home Time Show. The The last bit of the no guarantee. guarantee. Soon may your tea will come You can watch TV in your tracky bottoms Until then we'll play you songs And maybe send you a tea towel The Home Time Show is about the Essex Loop The bird invasion and I hate for Bing In the Home Time Show we speak of pundit shoes And a lass called Leona Soon may your tea will come You can watch TV in your tracky bottoms Until then we'll play you songs And maybe send you a tea towel